people of God. We just love you, and so thank you. God bless you guys for coming. Thank you for joining me. Today is day three of our um, dealing with the healing, the 31-day challenge for healing, okay? And so we've been talking about this, and we've been talking about what God is wanting to do in our lives and the fact of healing. Yesterday, we mentioned that Jesus came in Luke chapter 4, and Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, set the captives free, open blind eyes, open deaf ears. He came to do that. He said, today this is fulfilled in your sight. In other words, there was a, a line that was drawn in the sand, so to speak, where he said, before you got this, and now you have this. Okay, let's say it again. Before you had this, and now you have this. Okay, before it was this way. Now it is this way. So what God is doing is he's telling you that it is time and it is his pleasure to bring about all that he is to you. Today we're going to talk about uh, the seven redemptive names of God. <clears throat> we're going to talk about a lot of that. And uh, uh, we're going to be dealing with Moses as well. So once again, I want to remind you that you can get... Uh, during this 31 days, uh, if you get the books from me, uh, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God, it is a journal that you can write in, and it just basically goes through, um, it just basically goes through um, the Song of Songs and the Passion Translation, and it just gives you little nuggets that you can go ahead and, and put in also from Breakdown to Breakthrough. It's uh, my testimony on how I overcame uh, a nervous breakdown that I had in 2018 and, um, and then how I was able to walk through that. So that, those were some of the things uh, that you can get out of this book. So uh, again, they're $15 each, including shipping and handling. And if you get both books uh, at the same time, it's only $25 for both books and that includes the shipping cost. So <clears throat> if you wanted to be a part of it, feel free, message me on Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and you can get both of the books. Uh, they're $15 each, that's including the shipping, or if you get them together, it's uh, $25 uh, including shipping, okay? So um, if you will go with me, please, to uh, John chapter 3, very familiar passage of scripture, uh, John chapter 3, talking to Nicodemus. He says this to Nicodemus, and uh, you know, if you've seen The Chosen, it's really, really cool how they do this. Well, anyway, so, um, <clears throat> so you have um, Nicodemus is talking to him, and he says, what must I, or Jesus tells him, uh, this is how you're going to become born again. And uh, by, you know, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Um, you're not under judgment if you're a believer. Uh, God didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him should, might be saved. And then he says in verse 14, uh, which is before all of that, he says this, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Okay, so now we have to go back <clears throat> to that, to that um, uh, passage 
uh, in Numbers chapter 21 where, where these Israelites were dying from snake bites. There was a plague that came in and they were dying from the snake bites and that the serpents were biting and the people were dying left and right. They were just dying. And God told Moses to build a fiery serpent. Okay. Well, let's go to verse uh, 6 of chapter 21 of Numbers. I'm reading out of the New American Standard. And then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that the people of Israel died. So the people uh, came to Moses and said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Intercede with the Lord, and he will remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people, and then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent. Put it on a flagpole, and, uh, and it shall come about that whenever anybody who is bitten looks at it, will live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a flagpole, and it came about that if the serpent bit someone and he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Okay? So the Bible is full of types, and, and this is going to get a little deeper, but the Bible is full of types. And the bronze serpent, as Jesus says, uh, is a type of him, all right? As the bronze serpent uh, was lifted up and people looked at it and, and believed, they would be healed. They would be healed of the, of the, uh, of the serpent, uh, of, the, of the bite, and they wouldn't die. So when Jesus is lifted up, he said, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself, okay? It is not the act of doing it. It is the act of faith. How can people be healed by looking at a serpent? I don't know. How can people be healed by just looking at a serpent? Well, the thing is, it's not the act of doing it. It's an act of faith. I am believing what God says. I'm going to believe that what God says is true. And I'm going to go for it. So that's what happens here. And... Um, and so we have to see this, that this is a type of Jesus. And Jesus expresses this to Nicodemus, who is very skilled in the Torah. And he was able to teach him uh, what it was actually doing and who he was, that he was the Messiah. And if he is lifted up and people look upon him or receive his sacrifice, they will be saved, but not only saved spiritually, but physically healed. Now, again, I want to say this. Healing to the body is what salvation is to the soul. Okay? So you have the spirit becoming born again, and then your body is renewed. Now, God gave the body a tremendous uh, ability to heal. God gave the body a tremendous ability to heal. And, and so it's called our immune system. You, you know, if there's an infection, white blood cells grow, and, and I'm not really skilled in all of this. I don't know much about it, but, um, you know, I didn't pay attention in biology. But what happens is that you have this, um, this uh, antibodies that come against and fight the, 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 the diseases that come against your body every day, okay? And you have these things every day. I mean, there are tons thousands of, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but hundreds of thousands of cancer cells that come against your body every day. And if your immune system is weak, it can't get them all.
But if your immune system and you take care of your immune system, you know, you're eating your vegetables, you're eating your proteins, and I know I'm not saying become a vegetarian, but what I'm saying is that you you end up having to do all of this and you eat the power greens, you eat the, you know, you eat your fruits and vegetables and your protein meats and, and stuff. And what happens is that it builds up your immune system. You know, you have your vitamin C's, you have your vitamin B's and your vitamin D's and all of the vitamins. And, and, and it builds up your immune system to fight all of these infections. Okay? So just as Moses uh, raised up the serpent in the wilderness and anybody who looked at the serpent was healed. So if you look upon the sacrifice of Jesus, you will be healed. Okay? Now... <clears throat> Uh, again, I want to say this, that there are redemptive names for Jesus. There are redemptive names, and we're going to get into this. But um, you have to see that, that, that Jesus healed all, okay? And the question that we started with a few days ago was, does God heal everybody? Is God's healing for everybody? And the emphatic answer, according to the Bible, is yes. Okay, that's the emphatic answer. That is yes. And you may say, well, I haven't been healed. I've been sick and this and that, and, and that hasn't healed me. So what is the deal? How come? I, I, I don't have an answer for that. I don't have the, all the answers as to why uh, sickness gets on some people and stays and other people it, does, it, it leaves. I don't know. But I do know this that my experience does not dictate to the Word of God. The Word of God must dictate to my experience. The Word of God is always true. The Word of God is righteous. The Word of God is emphatically uh, um, emphatically the truth. So if my experience does not coincide with, the tr with that, I must adjust my experience to the Word of God. You understand what I mean? What I'm saying is that the Bible is always true, and I'm not going to um, I'm not going to make a, a a doctrine out of unbelief because I haven't seen that happen. And I go back to that time when I had uh, the first five people that I had prayed for all died. The first five people I prayed for all died. All of them had cancer, and they all died. But that doesn't negate the Word of God that says, "By His stripes we were healed." If anyone is sick among you, let him call the elders of the church and the prayer of faith, okay? And, and you know the scripture. So um, <clears throat> you cannot negate the scripture because of your experience. Your experience must at some point submit itself to, um, you got to submit, it has to submit itself to the word of God. All right? So let's go now. I want to I want to share this. Um, um, anyway, so Jehovah, he talks about uh, the the seven redemptive names of God. Okay, and I'm going to read them to you. There's one. There's Jehovah Shammah, which is the God who is there. You can never go any place where God isn't, and God will never send you someplace where He's not. If you go to hell, like David said, if I go to hell, you're there. If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I go into the stars, you're there. 
You cannot hide from his presence. <clears throat> God who is there. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt abandoned? Have you ever felt orphaned? Well, God is the God who is there. He is Jehovah Shammah. And then you have Jehovah Shalom, which is the Lord, our peace. He is God, our peace and completeness, wholeness. In Colossians, I think it's chapter three, uh, he says, let the peace of God rule over you. In other words, that word rule is not, <clears throat> excuse me, it is not like a king and queen ruling over a country. What it is, is an umpire, you know, it's an umpire that says you're safe or you're out. All right, and that's that's where peace has to reign in your life. Peace has to be uh, peace has to be the umpire of your life. Somebody says, "Well, Lord, what must I do? What do I got to do?" Well, the point is, I have to <clears throat> excuse me. I have to go and 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 find out where peace is. I have two choices. Where is peace? That's where He is. He is Jesus. Is the Prince of Peace. He's, he's the prince of completeness, of wholeness. God wants you there. Then you have uh, Jehovah Ra'ah, which is the Lord my shepherd. I mean, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. You, and <clears throat> he guides you and, 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 and he shepherds you. And then you have Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord is our provider. Okay? And you remember that... that uh, uh, that account in, in Genesis where Abraham took Isaac up to sacrifice. They went to Mount Moriah and there was a sacrifice there, but they brought everything except a lamb, a ram. And, uh, and you know, so they tie Isaac to the altar. Abraham goes to strike him and there's a ram in the thicket and the angel stops him and says, I, now I know. And then, so the ram was in the thicket and he says that God will provide. <clears throat> then you have Jehovah Nisi, which is the Lord, our banner, the Lord, our victor, the Lord, our captain, the captain of the host of the Lord. And then you have, <clears throat> he's also the Lord, our refuge, Jehovah Nisi. Then you have Jehovah Tzidkenu, and that is the Lord, our righteousness. Okay. We have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Um, next is uh, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our physician, the Lord, our healer, the Lord who heals. Now, these are his names. And I've said this before the last two days, but the name that a Jewish person gives somebody is based upon their character or built upon their character. All right. Um, uh, somebody named their child Shema because God was there. And so um, the, the, it's named for their character. And these are the character of Jesus. So Jehovah, I want to talk about the word Jehovah. It's more of a personal um, than it is uh, uh, just out there, okay? So Jehovah is distinctly the redemptive name of God. And it means this, the self-existent one who reveals himself. He is the self-existent one who reveals himself. <clears throat> it deals in a personal God versus a God who is, like I said, out there, like Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. He was out there and did it. And it makes him more personal 
and it is redemptive. And in his um, redemptive relation to men, Jehovah has these seven compound names, which reveals him as meeting every need of man from his lost state until the end. Since it is his redemptive relation to us that these names reveal, they must each point to Calvary where we are redeemed. All of these names point to Calvary where we are redeemed. Remember, um, the blessing of each name reveals, uh, uh, the blessing that each name reveals must be provided by the atonement. Each name is provided in the atonement of Jesus. Remember, Hebrews didn't just name something, they spoke of its character. And, in, and so with these compound names of God, these redemptive names of God, this is his character, it is who he is. It's not necessarily what he does, although he does these things, it's who he is. And God will never deny himself. God is the God who's there. He's never going to disappear. God is the God of peace. He's never going to be, he's, he's never going to be chaotic. God is the shepherd. God is the provider. God is our banner, our victor. God is our righteousness. God is our healer. And don't you think that God wants to heal you? That's who he is. No, I'm, not, I'm going to heal this person, but I'm not going to heal that person. God wanted me sick so that I would be humble that I would learn, that I would be part of, I would learn all the lessons that he wants to teach me. That's hogwash. God doesn't make you sick. If he sacrificed his son for your salvation and your healing, why in the world would he make you sick? He's making Jesus impotent. And what he had done. Calvary was the final sacrifice. Now, do people get healed instantly? Yes. Do people get healed uh, over a period of time? Yes. I believe this. That when you pray for healing. And you put your faith and your trust in Jesus. That you... Either get your miracle at that moment, which is that's the instantaneous healing, is a miracle. Or you get your healing over time. And there are some people that do that. I get that over time. I get some healings over time. I get some healings right away. Uh, and I remember I was praying for this guy. And he had a bad back. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and so I, I was praying for him. I grabbed his legs and... And I asked God to lengthen his leg. And God did. It was, a, it was an inch and a half to two inches shorter. And he lengthened his leg. And praise God, I've been able to pray for people to have their uh, backs aligned and their legs lengthened. And, uh, and God's done it. So when I end up <clears throat> looking at it, I say this. I go, you know, um, I don't know how he did it. I just know he did it. So I got this guy. Now this guy was an alcoholic. 
He hadn't bathed or showered in a long time, I could tell. His feet were moldy and black, and it was just disgusting. And he was still two inches shorter. And so I grabbed his leg, and I prayed, and God extended his leg. God extended his leg, and they were even, and his back pain left. Okay? A couple weeks later, I went back to that place. And I said, hey, how you doing? And he told me that I didn't understand all that happened. And I said, like, well, what are you talking about? Your back's better. And he goes, yes, it is. But do you realize he was in an accident in November of the previous year? He was in an accident. And um, he lost two inches of the bone in his left leg. So God performed a creative miracle without my knowing. Crazy. Um, I remember I was working at Avis, and um, there's an uh, um, Islamic man came, a uh, uh, Somal uh, Somalian, and he was he was uh, uh, he believed in um, Islam, and um, and then so I, and I know that the, uh, that the Muslims believe that Jesus was a healer. Okay, they believe that. So I said, hey, you believe that Jesus heals? I believe that Jesus heals. Let me pray for you. Now, he got hurt at work, and I hated to do paperwork. I hated to do L&I paperwork, but I did it. And um, this guy, I'm just like, I didn't want to do it that night. So I just said, okay, let's pray. And so I prayed for his knee, and I didn't even lay hands on his knee. I put my hands around his leg like this. And uh, and all of a sudden, he starts going, what are you doing? What are you doing? His leg got I mean, he said, I said, what's the matter? He goes, my leg's on fire. My leg's on fire. I was like, well, I was freaked out. Anyway, so his leg's on fire, and God healed his knee, and he went running back and forth. And even though I went ahead and I did the, um, I did the uh, paperwork, um, you know, it was just kind of like it was funny. He, he was healed. But then I turned around, and there were, I'm going to say 20 others, of his friends that came up and they all needed prayer for healing and God healed them all. All right. I'm excited about that. And I've also had some instances where, where nobody felt anything. Nobody didn't. They just didn't feel like they were healed. But I believe that if you ask anything in the name of Jesus, in his character, he will do it. That's what the Bible says. Now, why do some people get healed and some people not get healed? We're going to talk about that. But I want to bring up one last thing, and that is Paul. Paul, the um, minister, came up. Amen. Uh, Paul, uh, the apostle, came up. And he said, um, he said this. Um, I besought the Lord three times to take away this thing. And um, it was funny. I delete this thing three times. I told God, I asked God to take this away, and He didn't do it. He said, "My grace is sufficient for you." Now, many people believe that that was Paul's physical ailment; that it was a disease that God never took away. I don't know that, but all I know is He said, "A messenger of Satan," and that word "messenger" is the same word that is used. Uh, when Jesus, after the wilderness, um, had the messengers came and, and they, they, they ministered to him, it was angels. 
it was an angel, it was a demonic angel that came against Paul. Now, I believe that Paul had had eyesight issues, pretty much like I do. And um, and I, I know that um, there is, uh, you know, people that believe that he had this pussiness about his, um, about his eyes and, and stuff like that. And why didn't God take that away? And I don't have that answer. But I do know that God is big and God is right. But I believe that those were specifically irritants from Satan that came against Paul. So that, you know, and, and I believe that they just continually uh, came upon, like like that um, lady that came up and said, these people are from God. And, and he told her to shut up. And, and um, you know, these, these messengers of the enemy, of, of Satan that came against Paul. Now, I'm going to get into that a little bit later uh, in a different setting, but uh, a different teaching. But I just wanted you to know that you have to read the Bible for what it says. Remember, it wasn't God that made Job sick. It was the devil that made Job sick. But Job says something very interesting. He said this, the very thing that I feared came upon me. Now, G now, now John says that... Um, um, Fear involves punishment, okay? And so while Job was afraid of this, now I believe that Job and Adam were, were contemporaries. You can argue with me all you want, it doesn't matter. But what I'm going to say is that he feared something that would come upon him. And it came upon him. And it was like an open door, okay? But the enemy was the one that made Job sick and it wasn't God I want to teach Job a lesson no God taught Job a lesson but he didn't give it to him do you understand that um, remember sickness came because of sin if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned there would be no sickness and that was all paid for by the cross that was all paid for in the cross and so um, you have to find out what did Jesus pay for on the cross and we're going to get more into that coming up but uh, just understand that that you know we're going to we're going to go through the Bible and we're going to we're going to look at these instances of healing and I believe that, that anybody who is listening to that that this that has any sickness at all God wants to and it is his will to heal you okay it is his will to heal you now that's exciting and I'm excited about it now up in here up here um, in Fairbanks we're going to see many people healed I've seen many people healed in Latvia I've seen many people healed in California I've seen many people healed in New York I've seen many people healed you know in, in different parts it's in Washington State but I want to see more people healed. Remember, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and you're going to eat its fruit. So instead of saying, um, I need to go see a doctor, which you may, and I'm not going to say, I love doctors. But what I'm going to say here is this. When you're sick, instead of asking just for prayer, ask for teaching. Show me. In the Bible where it says that I can be healed. 
and he will show you. Psalm 103 is my favorite. Psalm 107 is one of my favorites. He says that he sent out his word and he healed them, past tense. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities and heals all of my diseases. And we get to do that. Well, thank you for joining me today. And um, I want to tell you, too, that it's important that as we go through this journey every day, that, um, that you pick up a little something here. Remember, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, and all the Israelites who were bitten by the snake, all the Israelites who were bitten by the snake were healed, so also will you be healed if you look upon the cross, take it into your heart. Now that word believe is to, is to actually let it become part of you. Faith. It's all about faith. Okay? Well, we have opportunities every day to pray for the sick. Every day. You go to Walmart, you have tons of opportunities. And I encourage you to take those. Well, anyway, God bless you today. And, uh, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, same time, uh, uh, noontime, West Coast time. I'm in Alaska, so it's actually 11 o'clock my time. And uh, while I'm here, um, I'll let you know Alaska is cold. But you know the northern lights are beautiful. <laughs> anyway, you can get both of my books from Breakdown to Breakthrough and SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. You can get both of these books for 15, uh, for if you get them together, it's $25. That includes shipping and handling. So it's $25 for both books. It takes care of shipping as well. And you can get those uh, by emailing me or messaging me on Facebook and say, uh, at Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and uh, and you can go ahead and, and do that or you can message me on Facebook and uh, and we'll do that we, we we take cash app uh, PayPal or Venmo okay well God bless you guys and um, and we'll let's see yeah I guess today's the third so tomorrow will be the fourth of January can you believe it's that late God bless you have a great day.